Welcome to Becoming Soul, it's an entertainment talks podcast for Better Coal Soul on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, we're here today to talk about the penultimate episode of Season 5, Season 5, Episode 9, Bad Choice Road. What did you think of this episode? I really like this. I mean, there's a lot of set up, I think, for the season finale mm-hmm. in here. Um, but it still had some really good stuff in there as well. I, I, I kind of, um, I'm very interested to see where they go with it next week. You, you got, uh, Lalo like getting more involved and it seems like he's now leaving, although we thought he was leaving this episode and then didn't. So, uh, yeah, you, and you're getting that closer relationship between, uh, jimmy and mike which is good you're seeing kim getting more involved with stuff uh spectacular kind of end that that sort of end of the episode bit for kim i thought was was particularly spectacular i i'm somewhat worried for kim's safety at this point because there are a few things that happened in this episode maybe think she's possibly not going to uh last you know we've talked about whether she's just going to leave or whether she's going to be killed there are a few things happen this week that maybe you think it's more likely to be killed um so yeah it's it's um it's an interesting one but uh yeah i I thought it was another great episode and um you know really solid and interesting twists and turns so yeah we'll see what happens (laughs) in the finale next week (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love this episode as well. I think this is maybe the best episode of the season. We've had a lot of good contenders for uh, episode of the season and episode of the series, of course. Uh, I don't know about episode of the series, like off the top of my head, but um, episode of the season, I definitely think it's up there with you know last week's and some others from this season. Um, and like you said, not that we've had any weak episodes this season because I can't even really think of one. Um, but it's, I mean, when you, when good episodes, no. when good episodes in a single season are competing for the best episode, you know, it's a damn good season when that happens and, and instead of being like, Hey, I wonder which episode is good this yeah. season. You're sort of looking at like, okay, all of these episodes are great, but which one is the one that stands out? Cause obviously one of them is, is, uh, the best or whatever. Um, mm. uh, I think it was a terrifying last 10, 15 minutes of this episode. Um, yeah. I just kind of kept thinking like if Kim moves this way or that way, or Jim steps this way or that way, and then kept thinking, like, in, like, two seconds, is Lalo just going to pull his gun out and shoot Kim straight in the head, or, like... Yeah. Uh, and just being just being terrified at the, the the thought of that, and thinking, like, no, Kim, like, step away. Not saying she can't handle herself, but, you know, there's a guy with a gun in the same room as her, and she hasn't got any weapons or whatever. He could have killed both Jimmy and... Uh, and uh, Kim, I know, obviously we know that Jimmy's not going to die, but Kim could. But you know what I mean? It was that case of like Jimmy's trying to tell Kim like, hey, you should leave. You've got that thing or whatever. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, just just kept thinking like, is he going to turn his head around to her on the sofa or settee or whatever? And just pull his, just, just kept thinking like, is he going to turn yeah. around and pull his gun out and shoot her? Is he going to sit down and pull his gun out and shoot her? Is she going to turn around to walk away and go to sit down and then he shoots her? And this can't be yeah. really, really terrified of that happening. And, uh, I mean, it makes for incredible television when you're that nervous for a character's life. Because, um, obviously, he, mm. he goes in there and clearly wants to show that he's got a gun. Uh, makes, yeah. makes I mean, makes more of it to, to show that it's there rather than to make 
any effort to hide it. And even this, 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 just this build of tension of like, tell me the story again, tell me the story again. And then Kim like getting herself involved. And I, I just kind of thought with that final scene when she's going off on one, and like, I kept thinking like, okay, is Lalo gonna just get annoyed with her? And then again, police gun out and shoot her. Not yeah. necessarily straight in the head, but in the different body part or whatever. Um, and then and then they kept cutting to Mike, and I just kept thinking like, is he gonna? I, I don't know. There were so many things that could have possibly happened, and I thought that was just incredible. Uh, rest of the episode, I thought was was amazing as well. I mean, it's all kind of a build up to that last fifteen minutes, but not a build up that's like, oh, I'm bored. Let's get to the end of the episode. Rest of the episode was fantastic, and obviously you've got the whole seven million dollars thing in play, and so many good things in this episode. But it 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 is a build up to that last fifteen minutes. But you know that's mm. kind of coming because of the whole Lalo situation and uh, I think he's really really great as a villain and he don't care about really anything apart from himself no and no. Uh, I think that makes him compelling to watch as well so uh, really really great stuff and um, oh, that that's really interesting apparently the um that last it's uh, 16 minutes that last scene uh and apparently in the America because you know America kind of tends to do 10 minutes of a show ad break um, right. What they actually did was they they made an agreement to split the um, segments up so they were slightly shorter earlier on, specifically so they didn't break the tension in those last 16 minutes. So they actually moved the ad breaks around when it went out in the US. So you could so they didn't have to put an ad break in the middle of that last 16 minute scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that that's how careful they were being with making sure the dramatic tension was still there in that last scene. I, that's that's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mean, I mean, can you imagine, like, in the middle of, like, Lalo gets there or something, and, like, you cut to, hey, buy the new Ford, whatever. <laughs> like, that, would, that yeah. would have been really annoying. Or, like, he gets yeah, in yeah. and then, like, you know, they cut to, hey, buy this or that or whatever. Uh, of course, for here in the UK, if it, for those of you that aren't aware of or I'm, I'm assuming everyone's aware of how Netflix runs and, and that. Yeah, but yeah, obviously there's we no got, ad breaks. So, yeah, yeah, so we just ran straight through. Uh, I had the same thing written down as well. I'll just quickly read my note uh, for that. The fi- With the, fi- the final scene with uh, Lalo arriving at Kim and Jimmy's apartment, ran for 16 minutes without commercial breaks in the original broadcast in order to keep the dramatic tension. Uh, the other scenes in the episode were made shorter to allow... More, more ad space, so basically moving the ad space, like you said, uh, which enabled the ad-free final scene. And I assume you have yeah. you, had, you had an advert when the episode was done as well. Uh, smart decision, I think. I can't imagine watching that scene and like it cutting anywhere during that. Um, yeah, that would, that would have really kind of taken the tension out of the scene. So yeah, that's uh, good stuff as well. Something else I want to read out as well. I don't know if you've heard of Alan Seppamore before. He's a known kind of writer or critic or whatever you want to label him as, yeah. or whatever. Uh, Rolling Alan, Stone guy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alan Seppamore of uh, Rolling Stone observed that the film that Kim and Jimmy try to watch before Jimmy is called into his uh, court is um, his Friday, uh, his girl Friday, which uh, Seppamore described as about a woman uh, who keeps returning to a relationship she knows is deeply unhealthy for her with a man whose charm and wild uh, professional lifestyle she ultimately can't resist. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's really great. <laughs> that that, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, that's a really, I mean, it's little Easter egg things like that that make this show so brilliant, and uh, that that's a really interesting little pull mm. that they uh, put in there. Yeah. Uh, if you look for Alan Seppamore on, uh, just Google Alan Seppamore Rolling Stone or something, you should be able to 
to find it. Um, yeah. So go go and read that as well, because uh, he's been covering obviously the season, and he covers other TV shows and stuff. And I'm sure he'll be covering the finale as well. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. So brilliant episode. Uh, let's get into some housekeeping and then get into the actual episode itself. We'll see you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, what have we got here? We've got, um, let me see, let me scroll down a bit. Uh, Let's Play Sunday's episode for Moss on PSVR. There's going to be four of them coming out uh, kind of back to back because I decided to do a bunch of Let's Plays for that. Uh, That is a continuous kind of Let's Play, if you will, and the final part of that does have the actual ending of the game. So you can, I guess, see me finish a game on a Let's Play thing, but that will be in a couple of weeks' time. So uh, keep your eyes up for that. Uh, what else we got here? We've got uh, some of the DC shows came back, of course, um, last week. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow for 501, Arrow for 809, uh, Flash for 610, and, of course, Supergirl and uh, Black Lightning as a box set in the UK. And Batwoman is, of course, running on E4, although they're a bit behind. Um, so uh, we, we've got some coverage for, for those shows as well, so keep an eye out for those. Of course, last week we also covered uh, 508 Bagman on uh, Entertainment Talk. Uh, so obviously for the for the Better Call Saul stuff. Uh, me and Robert last week did a spoiler-free discussion for the first four episodes of The Mandalorian because that's, that's also coming out weekly. Uh, we're going to try to come back for the last four. So 101 to 104 and then 105 to 108. Once 108 actually comes out, obviously, the season finale. Uh, so we did some spoiler-free discussion for that, obviously for the Disney Plus uh, Star Wars TV series on uh, yeah on there, so you can have a look out for that. Uh, gaming talk last week. Uh, PlayStation decided to reveal the PlayStation 5 controller, which is called the DualSense and not the DualShock 5. Um, so there's that. Uh, we talked about The Last of Us 2 and Iron Man VR both being delayed. bunch of games are being delayed at the moment for obvious reasons. Uh, apparently, though, Cyberpunk is possibly going to be sticking to its September release. Uh, we'll see if that mm. ends up happening or whatever the situation is. Of course, September's still a while away yet, so we don't know. But uh, we talked about those as well. Uh, Westworld, last week we covered Season 3, Episode 4, and later today we'll be covering Season 3, Episode 5. 
Uh, so there's that. Um, we of course also have coverage of uh, Walking Dead. We would have done season 10, episode 16, the finale this week, but it didn't air because of course the episode's not finished because of what's going on. But we did um, last week cover season 10, episode 15, uh, which is the temporary season finale, I guess you can say, uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, also been covering Zoe's extraordinary playlist and some podcast watch-alongs or listen-alongs for the pilot and for season one, episode five. I'm going to be back for season one, episode 10, and then I believe there's 13 episodes in the season, and I believe that. The whole season is in the can if you want to call it that so uh, cause I, I read a bunch of uh of lists of shows that are not interrupted and i think that was on the not interrupted list so that should be running all the way through so look out for that uh if you're in the uk by the way and you want to watch that it's on all four in the uk so go and check that out uh that's for zoe's extraordinary playlist and if you are in the us it's on nbc and probably on demand somewhere else as well um what was the other thing uh run is going to be starting tonight on sky comedy at nine this wednesday april 15th of course it's already aired in the u.s on uh, hbo i'm assuming that you can go on hbo and watch it at the moment if you're in the u.s uh mini series uh preview podcast is out for that of course coverage for the pilot will be out either later today or uh some point tomorrow so look out for that as well so still plenty of stuff for us to do here on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms Jimmy and Mike, who are of course stuck in the desert last week, arrive at a truck stop. Finally, they finally get out of the desert uh, where Tyrus and Victor pick them up. Mike and Jimmy agree on a a cover story for Lalo, uh, to tell Lalo rather, uh, which of course we see later on multiple times. Jimmy posts uh, Lalo's bail and Lalo is then released, which isn't great but that's what happened uh jimmy tells lalo his car broke down and he walked alone uh cross country so he would not risk uh losing the money lalo tells jimmy he plans to avoid suspicious police and prosecutors by returning to mexico which we see him try to do sort of later on in the episode (coughs) um yeah intimidating uh lalo is back um i mean if you're talking about intimidating cartel characters in this tv series um gus is probably the most I wouldn't want to... I mean, I wouldn't want to mess around with any of these guys, to be honest. No. But, uh, yeah, Lalo's pretty intimidating. He's more kind of just like an I don't care kind of guy. Whereas Gus is like, he'll tell you his problem he has or, you know, we've seen seen the differences between how they operate and uh, both very compelling to watch. But, uh, yeah, um, like there's no sort of, hey, thanks, Jimmy, for getting me out. But you never, like, expected any of that from from Lalo. No. He's just sort of like, hey, cool, you got me out. I'm going. Bye. You've got your, you got your bag of money. Hey, by the way, I saw your, um, what was it, wife or whatever, which really kind of shocks him. And he's like, hey, yeah. you, 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 basically he says to him in the end, you've done well. You've got a great wife who I met who shouldn't i shouldn't have met sort of i've got my money yeah. you've got yours bye i'm going kind of thing yeah. and just giving that kind of i don't care attitude um really great scenes and really cool to see well not cool really entertaining to see uh uh jimmy's kind of reaction to uh obviously finding out about kim so yeah um that that was that was good i think the, th- the thing that makes lalo so terrifying is sort of as you say with with gus it's it's this it's about fronting because mm. with Gus, it's very much depending who he's talking to. He has the sort of chicken shop owner front, which is kind of smile and respectful. Um, you, you and then you know we know behind the mask he's kind of deeply quite stoic. Um, whereas with Lelo, it's, it's far more open with Lelo, but it it's the just the fact that he really he's kind of a sociopath and doesn't care what 
you know, he's going to do what he's going to do. He does everything with a smile. He will, you know, happily be smiling at you just as soon as pull a gun out on you at the same time if he's, you know, bored of what you're saying. So it's it's that, the, the sort of, you can't read the person at all. You know, he's he, he will always come across as like this smiling, affable kind of guy, but could easily make conversation just pull a gun out and suit you which is what makes that final scene so terrifying oh yeah you know um so i yeah he he's a really interesting quite brilliant villain i think for this um and and there there is whilst he's not saying anything especially menacing to jimmy there is menace in the fact that he's talking about oh yeah i met kim you know and that there is a sort of undertone to it, which is just brilliant. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to be interested to see whether we do see a lot more of Lolo. Now he appears to be going back south, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm suspect this isn't the end of it yet. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great scenes nonetheless. Uh, Kim attends to Jim's uh, Jimmy's sunburn and bruises, and he tells her the story he told Lalo. Kim realizes he is lying when she sees that Jimmy uh, saved his coffee mug, which has obviously the the bullet holes in it, which she sees. Uh, there's two great shots in this episode that are really similar. One's where Kim's looking through this uh, coffee mug, and there's the one later on where mm-hmm. I think there's a gunshot wound in the door of the of Jimmy's yeah. car or something that Lalo looks through. Um, and someone someone said uh, i think online somewhere it was either like reddit or facebook or somewhere that i read that like that is kim and lalo seeing through jimmy which is interesting because obviously, yes. obviously they're both seeing through well his property in a way i know both of them are kind of destroyed but uh, i thought that was interesting as well considering you know that the final scene and, and all that sort of stuff but uh some really great camera work they've done things like that before where they've put cameras basically in holes of certain places um and like sort of done these these upward shots or these sort of outward shots uh from cameras and they they do a really great job with it so um uh, that yeah. was great as well but uh yeah interesting stuff and uh one thing we kind of skipped over slightly is uh when obviously jimmy does get uh or jim yeah jimmy gets uh the, his cell reception at at the start of the episode sort of thing and uh, mm. cause this kind of ties into this kim stuff of course later on um, he finally gets like I'm assuming it's one bar or something because you hear a little bleep <laughs> on the phone and uh, yeah yeah the the kind of emotional conversation there that's the yeah that's the most that they've seen like they've loved each other is that particular because you don't really get yes. a lot of um what's it PD I think it's called PDA public displays of affection or even just just the displays of affection between the two of them um so, it yeah. it doesn't really seem like that type of relationship or marriage but with the phone call that we see. Uh, and then obviously, obviously being really emotional, and Kim was worried that Jimmy was dead in a ditch, possibly somewhere. Uh, I thought that really worked mm. as well, and it, this ties into obviously this scene where she's kind of cleaning him up and whatnot. And I thought that was great. Uh, but it's it's like this massive accident that has brought them closer together. But then obviously there there might be the the fragment in the relationship later on. So uh, yeah, thought all that stuff was done really well. And uh, do you agree that like that scene in this episode is the most we've kind of seen? love from the the two of them towards each other because they don't really tend to show that in the show yeah i think that's probably correct um you eat i i think kim again likes to keep this sort of facade up to a certain extent uh 
and doesn't like yeah she's a lawyer she's a very good lawyer and doesn't like to show off her emotion too much and i i you know the that that was a very kind of human scene between the pair of them of of the fact that you do see that she actually does love him and you know we we've seen little bits of it but not not quite how deeply that how deep that relationship goes i think uh, until you see scenes like that and the fact that she's been holding it together you know f- just kind of circling waiting for this this call to land mm. and then when it does she just breaks down and i i thought that was a, a really beautiful you know well done scene that yeah i mean the direction and the writing on this episode i thought were, were just phenomenal um yeah. thomas thomas nows i think he's the guy's name he was the uh the same guy that did um mike's final episode on breaking bad as well who wrote oh, okay. and directed that so uh you know he's he's got a um and he's wrote written a bunch of um breaking bad episodes as well as a bunch of um episodes for Better Call Saul and X-Files and a whole bunch of other things as well. So, I mean, he's a very experienced writer and a brilliant director. He just did a wonderful job on this episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought that all, all that stuff with uh, Kim and Jimmy was, was brilliant. So, uh, Mike reports to Gus, who realises uh, Juan Bolsa arranged uh, the attack on Jimmy um, to protect Gus's business. Mike uh, tells Gus that Nacho wants to stop working as Gus's informant, but Gus refuses to release the valuable asset. Um, interesting we get a bit more of a conversation about that, because obviously you know, Nacho is one of the characters. We don't know his fate, necessarily, because he's not mm. in Breaking Bad, same as Kim. Um, they both could have exited in this episode i suppose like like if if gus turns around and goes yeah sure we'll kind of release him or whatever um and then i don't know gives him some sort of phone call and that 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 could have possibly been nacho's exit and then you also could have had i don't know kim kidnapped or shot or whatever else later on um but interesting you do get a conversation about that with uh mike and gus about what to do with nacho uh and then and then he mentions of course about the gun to his his dad's head basically with the whole business and all that sort of thing mm. Uh, I thought that was great as well, and uh, yeah, always great to see um, yeah, Jonathan Banks and uh, Giancarlo Espinita uh, in these scenes as well. Um, I was, <coughs> excuse me, I was taking a look at this guy, the guy he's on the phone with, uh, Juan Bolsa. Um, yeah, he's playing this sort of like indoor golf game. I thought that looked yes interesting. I was trying to kind of work out in the scene without getting too distracted uh, how that actually like functions. Um, but I thought that looked kind of interesting. A, yeah, a, a, little, a little bit of a meaningless thing in the scene, but I was just trying yeah. to see how, how well, it kind of worked. Yeah, they're quite popular in those sort of you know 80s, 90s boardrooms. Those those golf games were quite popular. Um, mm. You know, it was it was a thing that a lot of uh, you know hedge fund people and that sort of you know because they could they needed to be in the office and couldn't get out to play golf. So uh, they were. So they I, I've seen those sort both. of things before yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, the uh, uh, Balsa is is a character that um, is around in Breaking Bad as well. So that that's a guy that I am. Um, he still survives through this. So uh, yeah, and and it it's interesting because it sounds like it's a it's kind of a miscommunication. Not so much a miscommunication, but Balsa trying to to. I think they say be helpful, I guess, by protecting his asset without understanding exactly what they're trying to do. So, right. yeah. yeah, 
you know, we I'm sort of doing something with only half the story and, and going off on his own. Um, but the the conversation between Mike and Gus, I thought was brilliant. And the fact that Mike actually kind of brings up the thing about, you know, letting um, letting him go and letting Nacho go and, you know, Gus coming back with the thing is, if you've got a dog that's bit every owner he's ever had, the only thing you can do is give it a firm hand. So, you know, I I, I I fear again for Nacho that I mean I I yeah. do wonder whether they might manage to still sneak him out, but <laughs> yeah, at the moment I, that's not looking good. I don't think. Yeah, I suppose there's a conversation to have as well about like okay, if you're in a drug cartel, you don't get out of a drug cartel as well, um, and we've seen this in well lo- no. lo- lots of different mediums, of course, uh, but obviously you know with with um, people like. Uh, jesse as well you know uh, kind of yeah. get, gets out or whatever in the end but um just has to completely and utterly disappear and that sort of stuff but um you know what i mean like you, you get involved in a thing like this whether you're a gus or a nacho or a lalo whatever role you play once you get in the cartel you don't get out of it and i think that also translates yeah. interesting translates interestingly to jimmy as well who was asked what a few episodes ago do you want to be a friend of the cartel and that kind of brings it up as well of, Okay, if you become a member of the cartel or a friend of the cartel or a family of the cartel, you de- you're in. You don't get out until yeah. you're until you're dead or or whatever. Which um, that was something that Lalo made very clear when he got released as well. You know, he mm. was that's part of that initial conversation of well, you're a friend of the cartel now. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, so um, what would you say? No, nothing. That was my cat. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's interesting to to see that conversation kind of uh, be had as well. Uh, and we'll have to find out eventually um, what happens to, to Nacho. So there yes. we go. Uh, Jimmy ends a day of conversance early to deal convalescence. with... Convalescence. Convalescence. Early to deal with a client. Uh, Kim tells him she knows he is lying about his uh, desert trip and she will be ready to listen when he decides to tell her the truth. Kim then quits uh, Shrikard and Coakley and hands over uh, the Mesa Verde account. Really big stuff there, uh, but keeps her pro bono clients. Uh, As she departs, she takes the bottle stopper she previously kept as a souvenir. One thing that bothered me in this episode... uh, Sorry, in this episode, in this scene... um, And this this isn't to do with the writing or anything of the episode... It just annoys me when people don't close things like doors and drawers and stuff like that. And she <laughs> left the drawer open, and then she left. I was like, "Oh, that drawer!" It, that's a, <laughs> a bit of a bit of a thing of mine when people like pull doors to or leaves leave drawers like slightly open. It uh, that stuff does bother me. Uh, so that that was kind of annoying, but uh, only a little, you know, kind yes, of nitpick. I, I think that's that's more about you than the show, to right, be honest. But right, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this this scene in particular. This um, was the scene that made me think, uh-oh, Kim's not going to make it out of this alive. Right. The reason being that it's quite difficult if she's still working for this big law firm um, and then they kill her off uh, from something that happens with the, with the, the um, cartel. It's quite difficult to kill her off there because suddenly she doesn't turn up to work for one day. She misses a bunch of meetings there's going to be a lot of questions um that it's going to be very difficult to try and explain where kim suddenly went yeah 
if you remove her from that job, I mean, it's one thing if she doesn't turn up for a bunch of pro bono clients, you could, I mean, Jimmy in actual fact could step in and pick some of those up and explain it away of, oh, I work with Kim, you know, while she's busy, I, I'll be dealing with with you guys. Um, so Jimmy can kind of cover that. Uh, whereas he couldn't have done anything about the fact that it was she was missing from the big law firm. So it was this particular move, the fact that she decided to quit, that makes me think from a writing point of view, that gets you round quite a big problem if you want to kill off the character. So this was the scene that made me go, uh-oh, this really isn't good for Kim. Um, not from the character's point of view. I get why she did it. You know, I entirely get the character motivations of it. You know, mm. she's she's just discovered that Jimmy's got this stack of cash and presumably there may be more of that coming, you know, so she knows that they're okay for a bit. Uh, she's looking around is like, I don't want to do this anymore and leaves. So I kind of get entirely get the uh, character motivation for it. It makes perfect sense. It's been coming along well, but from a, from a writing point of view for the show overall, it's a way of digging around a, or, or kind of maneuvering around a potential upcoming problem, which is if you kill off Kim, then you would have had to explain why she's suddenly not shown up to work. And now you don't have to do that. You can effectively kill her off. She vanishes. There's only really Jimmy that needs to cover a few holes rather than one massive gaping wound, which would have been left by her not turning up to a big legal job. So this was the scene that made me go, "Uh oh, this this rather signals that she might she's going to get killed off. Mm. I thought anyway. Yeah, I can see the connection you're making there. That that wasn't one that I had admittedly made before. Um, yeah. So you probably even more, I mean, everyone watching that last scene would have been nervous anyway, um, but that probably made you even more nervous, I, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I admittedly hadn't kind of made that connection. But you're right, like, you know, Richard and whoever else was, was there, those other characters won't be expecting her next day because she doesn't work there anymore. So that would make sense. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting stuff. But, uh it's pretty pretty huge. Uh, this is a change we'd kind of talked about a little bit or speculate that might kind of happen. And uh, I'm kind of glad it did just because I want to see her do more work with Jimmy and see where that's going to take the character. It does, like you yeah. say, put the character in more danger. Uh, obviously everyone, well, not everyone, most characters, there's, characters in the show are in danger unless you're Gus, Mike or uh, Jimmy or somebody else maybe. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that ends up going forward given as well of course the end of the episode and now that she's obviously going to be working more with jimmy or sol as he's known and, and stuff like that so i thought that was interesting as well uh what do you think of jim's jimmy's decision to just be like no i'm not going to kind of heal and uh just kind of because he gets that call doesn't he after we see him sort of getting distracted for, for, for a moment or whatever while they're watching that film um, yeah i thought that was interesting as well yeah, I mean, again, I think that's sort of understandable of he doesn't, you know, he's he's one of his clients is in trouble. I mean, we, it's interesting the way they did that as well, because you don't actually see any of the court case. You don't see Jimmy no. lose that court case um, that he, he he goes and, you know, he, he goes in and does it. And then, you know, you've got all you see is the other lawyer kind of trying to taunt him about it. And he's he clearly lost badly on a case that he really shouldn't have done. And um i i think that scene was quite interesting sort of because of that because and, and 
it sort of shows the state of mind and then you get the next scene which is the the conversation with mike but mm. um yeah you i i thought that was quite interesting and sort of makes sense i think from jimmy's point of view as well as him kind of going oh well you know i don't want to let these people down i promised my services to them i will go and try and help him and then sort of makes things worse and it's it's a rare slip up for soul you know for for jimmy slash soul and and it's possibly that, that sort of jimmy went into that courtroom rather than soul going into that courtroom yeah you know so yeah, because um, you, you see that as well, obviously, him kind of failing this case and this guy just kind of bantering him about, you know, hey, this is the, the Goodman slip up or the Goodman fail or whatever, which I found. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I chuckled slightly at that. And then I realized, like, oh, you know, it's, it's Jimmy kind of uh, I mean, just the, the, the banter side of things of that is a little bit funny, but not as funny as obviously it's it's, uh, it's yeah. not meant to be that funny but uh... I, I do wonder if that's going to come back and bite that guy at some point if jimmy kind of you know when right, when soul yeah. when soul gets his groove back <laughs> whether he's going to end up coming back and just utterly destroying him at some point <laughs> that'll be good yeah we'll see if that happens but uh that was some good stuff as well <clears throat> uh jimmy tells mike he is experiencing post-traumatic stress uh mike tells jimmy it will pass with time he's somewhat correct because uh, mm. they say time heals and all that sort of thing uh, when Jimmy questions the events that brought them to the desert Mike says they both made choices good and bad so they have to live with the consequences uh, I like these conversations between Mike and and, uh, and Jimmy they sort of had similar conversations last week out in the desert uh, mm. about like hey we did all this and like wh- where has it kind of got us and you know th- about the cartel and, and everything like that and about like hey we almost died and lost the, lost the car and then you know, him kind of talk about, like, you know, I was this close to sort of giving up when he tells uh, Kim that earlier. Because um, that was sort of what we saw. That that was the bit right before where, um, what was it? He sort of stubbed his toe on the cactus or whatever it was. And yeah. uh, he, he, it was just sort of done and then Mike kind of motivated him to go on. That's so it, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see that kind of carried over as well. Obviously, this is going to have longer effects on more Jimmy than Soul, of course, because like we've kind of discussed before, Soul is the more confident version of him. Uh, which obviously didn't go into that courtroom. That was Jimmy, obviously, in the previous scene. But mm. um, no, I think I, I like this conversation between Mike because Mike's always this kind of... I don't want to call him the... If you're familiar... For those familiar with Walking Dead, I wouldn't really call him like the Daryl of the show, but he has that similar grunty kind of get-on-with-it attitude where it's like, okay, I'm just going to do yeah. kind of what I've been told and as long as I kind of stick by the rules, I should be fine. And he has a good relationship with Gus for the most part, obviously. Uh, like he's had arguments with him earlier in the season about what to yeah. do and stuff, but uh, I thought that was really interesting as well. So I like I like these scenes between Jimmy and Mike. I I, I like these scenes. It's something that we mentioned last week: the fact that um, by the time we get to Breaking Bad, Jimmy and Mike clearly know each other very very well, mm-hmm. and you know they they have quite a strong relationship by that point, and we haven't seen enough of that up until now. And the incident in the desert last week and little conversation like this i i think are just helping cement that relationship together and why they know each other so well and, and how close they actually are so i i really like that you know this conversation between that and, and i love mike as a character because you this is a guy who has seen everything you know mm. he's seen a lot he's been through a lot um he knows things about post-traumatic stress obviously you know he's clearly been through stuff in his life and yeah he's kind of yeah 
advice. He's the wiser, older kind of mentor guy, I guess. Um, un- unwilling mentor, I think, in quite a lot of cases. But, you know, he just <laughs> wants to get on with stuff. But, um, I, yeah, I, I really like this conversation. I thought it was uh, it was good. And this, of course, is where the episode title comes from, the the conversation about bad road choice, bad choice road. Yeah. And talks yeah. about sort of there being you know, choices of roads you get on, but it circles back around to this one. Um, and it was it was lovely, the scene later on where Kim and Jimmy are arguing about her quitting her job and Jimmy kind of tries to explain that to it and she's like looking at him going, what are you talking about? So, um, yeah, I like that as well. The fact that Mike does it so eloquently and, and then Jimmy tries to kind of mirror it and it doesn't work at all. So, uh, yeah, but it's, it's a lovely little scene and it just sort of helps cement that relationship between the pair of them. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, Lalo says goodbye to Hector and has Nacho bring him to the site where Jimmy uh, received Lalo's bail money. Uh, let's stop there for a second and talk about this Lalo-Hector stuff. Um, yeah, funny to see, because this, I'm assuming it's a nurse or something, that comes over and is like, hey, she, he likes to see these these birthday party things and he clearly doesn't give in his face later on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just the, hey, like, like, can you give us one more minute kind of thing and the nurse looks really kind of like, scared of him because of course you, yeah. you would be if you if you met a guy like that absolutely um but i thought it was a good kind of goodbye between them um and uh yeah obviously this is leading further to where we see hector in uh breaking bad of course um but i thought that was a, a pretty good last little scene with them anything to say about that um no i mean other than it's i, I mean it, it's really interesting what you can do with a character that's can't speak and how much expression he manages to sort of get out and like you can you can see him getting agitated and annoyed with Lalo about the fact that you know he might not be able to get his revenge on Gus and and Lalo's kind of seeing it in his face I I thought that was it was it was actually really well played and yeah the the stuff with the nurse coming over and you have that beautiful last shot of Lalo looking somewhat pitiful as he's kind of at, at his this guy who was this kind of huge you know cartel boss he was like this this massive figure and he's he's as Lalo's leaving he's sat there being having to sort of have people sing happy birthday while he gets a party hat put on him I mean it's it's just it's this this kind of fall of of just and this look of pity on Lalo's face of this is what it's come to. I, I just, yeah, I, I kind of, it's kind of soul crushing, you know, this just watching him like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I thought the, it, it's a really interesting, like little, presumably last scene between the pair of them. Um, and, uh, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is probably the saddest we've seen Lalo as well. Uh, which is a side that you don't really get to see much of him from. Uh, th- I think he whispers into um, Hector's ear about like families, everything or something. So a little yeah. kind of last message to give him. But yeah, this is probably the saddest we've seen Lalo, and that was really interesting to see as well. Yeah, and even then he wasn't that sad because he was still trying to go. Hey, we'll still get him. You know, yeah. wait until because yeah. he was like, when I get back, I'll have the the boss's ear, and you know, we'll Gus will be nothing, and yeah. So he's just still trying to put a positive spin on it, and but it's it's the the look back he gives more than anything else when he's leaving and he sees um, Hector in the party. I think is is just. I mean, that's probably the saddest we've seen him. I think. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, so instead of waiting for the cousins to arrive, Lalo searches for Jimmy's car. After finding it, he tells Nacho to drive back to Albuquerque. So uh, a bit of a waste of time for Nacho here. Um, so this, this is when obviously he brings um, Nacho brings Lalo out to the desert where we saw last week with uh, Jimmy and that. Um, I was kind of you, you kind of saying to Nacho in that scene like no leave him there just just drive off and leave just leave Lalo in the in the middle of the desert. I kept just kind of uh, yeah saying that at the time, uh, but obviously he's you know trying to trying to abide by the rules and stuff. And it, I mean even I mean abiding by rules and that even when uh, Lalo kind of says to him like no no you drive off and he's like really overconfident that the cousins are going to be here. I mean if the cousins don't turn up and Nacho drives off, he's kind of in the same situation as Jimmy. Uh, yeah, yeah. less kind of injured and whatnot, but like he'll still be left in the middle of the desert with not very much, because uh, he had what the bag of stuff with him maybe, um, yeah, and that yeah. was that was pretty much about it. But he, he'd have no transport, uh, and there's no signal out in the desert as we discovered last week. Yeah. Um, but uh, I thought that was uh, interesting as well. But you kept kind of were you doing the same thing? Kind of kept saying to Nacho like, no, just just leave 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 well, alone in the desert, <laughs> leave him there. Yeah, it's it is. Difficult. I mean, it, it, that's the interesting thing about Lalo. He's he's utterly confident that mm. everything's going to go the way that he wants it to go, and there's you know nobody would dare double cross him. That sort of seems to be his default setting. So there's no reason to think the cousins won't show up. So he's perfectly comfortable with just being left there. Um, Nacho's interesting as well because I mean the point where he finds the car. Nacho could easily have just pulled a gun out and shot him there, but it's then, you know, he, he doesn't want to, that's, that's quite dangerous for Nacho because he doesn't know what Gus reactions is going going to be. He also doesn't know, you know, if the cartel knew that it was Nacho that drove him there, then how do you explain that? So you couldn't just have kind of pulled a gun out and shot him. Um, That, that would have been, I mean, technically he could have done, but I think it would be incredibly difficult to explain if he's like not there, mm-hmm. um, you know. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, but it, it does, it does go to show you sort of the state of mind of Lalo is as like, well, I'm untouchable. You know, I can get whatever I want. Uh, and Nacho just trying to follow the rules, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's uh, interesting. And of course, you know, set up for the, that terrifying final scene. Yeah, this is also where we get the shot that I talked about earlier when he looks through the, I believe it's the hole in the door, uh, the yeah. side of the door, where, uh, again, the whole possibly seeing through Jimmy kind of thing I thought was interesting. Uh, Alan Seppenwall also pointed out, um, it, there was like a little Twitter thread going on that, that I was having a look through about uh, how Lalo likes to drop down, um, drop himself down to, to different places. Yes. Like, like when he when he's dropping himself down through the ceiling of that um, that building. I think it was last season, uh, with the, with the uh, the guy at the was it like a travel shop or something that when he was up in the vents or whatever and he dropped himself down and in right, the, yeah. in this episode he does the same thing he drops down to a car, so because uh, there was these two little gifts on Twitter one was of him jumping down through the little vent thing or whatever and one was that I scrolled down and the right. next one was him jumping down onto a car so he right. likes to jump on stuff um, <laughs> which I thought was cool as well but uh, we see that obviously in this in this scene as well and this obviously builds to the big scene later on which we should probably get to now uh, Jimmy and um, Kim argue about Kim quitting uh, it says S&C but that's Shrikeward Shrikeward and, and Coakley uh, Mike calls uh, to warn Jimmy to hide his phone while the line is still running so to keep it open which is 
even more difficult to do when you've got a flip phone because you can't close yeah. it and act like it's kind of put away because you close that phone and it will end the call. So yeah. it's not not like with, I don't know, like an iPhone or a phone that isn't a flip phone. You could just probably turn it over and put it on its side, uh, which makes it obviously a bit more obvious with the, the flip phone stuff. Uh, but he wants him to keep the line still running just before Lalo arrives at Kim and Jimmy's apartment as Mike trains a sniper rifle on Lalo from a nearby roof. Uh, Lalo has Jimmy repeat the story of his desert walk and then uh, reveals he found bullet holes in Jimmy's wrecked car. Kim then steps in and tells Lalo that um, passed by probably uh, shot at Jimmy's car, so some kids or whatever, uh, for fun and berates him for not trusting Jimmy. Lalo seems satisfied with Kim's argument and uh, he leaves, um, but then he tells Nacho they're going to Mexico but not to the original pickup sites. And of course, Mike doesn't shoot, no one shoots anyone in the scene, uh, both with Mike and with uh, Lalo, of course. But um, really, really, really tense stuff. There were yeah. so many times in this scene where I was like, he's going he's gonna to pull out a gun and shoot her. And then I was kind of yeah. thinking, Mike, you should shoot. Um, Nacho, but then obviously there will be different consequences to that. Because um, there was, there would have been different consequences with both deaths. If Mike had shot Lalo, he's got to explain that to Gus later on. And then obviously a little bit more disconnected from the cartel. Obviously, if uh, Lalo shoots Kim here, obviously we know he can't shoot Jimmy because Jimmy obviously survives this series and mm. obviously Breaking Bad. But yeah, I this this is one of them rare. I mean, we get scared for characters in TV shows, but there's moments like this that don't come along that often. But it, they come along every now and, and and again when you're genuinely scared for a character's life, and it's a major character, and you 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 don't know what's going to happen. And uh, yeah, I mean, Ray, Racy Horn with the the whole dialogue thing there at the end, and just being really confident and kind of literally stepping forward towards Lalo as she's talking and even as she's saying that I was like okay he's she's stepping towards him Jimmy's like a bit more further back um because I was kind of looking at where the three of them are sort of standing next to each other um and then you just kept thinking like okay he's he's gonna get annoyed or pissed off with Kim or he'll want he'll want to do it as some sort of revenge against Jimmy and he'll just shoot her but uh Mm. he buys the story and uh wants to go back to the to a different pickup site or whatever with uh Nacho so he leaves so yeah, how nervous were you during this scene? Yeah, I mean, this I I did wonder if I mean the part of this is as well as the fact that I kind of figured that her leaving the the law firm was probably a sign that she's going to get killed. So there was that. Um, there was also a little Twitter thread earlier in the week where somebody had said, "What can you tease about the last two episodes?" And was it is either the producer or or the the showrunner had come back and said kim wexler and that was all he said yeah um so so there was a little twitter thread so we knew something relating to kim was gonna happen um so yeah i was a bit kind of uh this is this is really precarious um and it's the way that lalo's very friendly kind of you know way of lalo of doing things of just friendly sort of but with menace saying no tell me the story again you know um it's kind of terrifying and i yeah, I, I throughout the entire thing, I did wonder whether Jimmy's going to end up telling the story one time and um, he's just going to shoot Kim and go, I know you're lying, tell me the truth. You know, which could have easily been the way that it went. Although when Mike had him in the crosshairs, I think had a gun come out, Mike probably would have shot him. But then you've got the problem of how do you explain that? Um, 
because Gus isn't going to be happy about that because Gus doesn't really care about Jimmy and Kim at all. No. So he's going to be more upset with the he's fact just that a lawyer, you know, isn't he? Yeah, and I mean, had they shot Lalo, that would have been very, very difficult to explain to Gus because Gus is just. I mean, one of the conversations we doing Gus and Mike earlier was we need to be squeaky clean we can't be seen to be doing anything otherwise that's going to get us in real trouble so they've had that conversation and then mike still again this sort of is something about showing the closeness of the relationship between, between mike and jimmy because the fact that mike had got this phone call presumably from nacho saying this is where we are you need to come and had gone there to protect jimmy despite the fact that he knew that if he shot lolo that was going to cause a whole hornet's nest of like kick over a hornet's nest of other problems particularly with gus which is not side you know not a place you want to be so i I think it it goes to show the type of person that mike is just by being there in the first place um the phenomenal speech from kim of which we sort of had a dry run for was it last week when she has a go at the mesa verde guy and it was it was almost a mirror of of that kind of speech of you know no screw it this is what i think and this is why you should do it and you know i mean she's brilliant at it and I, I yeah, the, the, it was a convincing argument, I think, because that was the way I was thinking as well. Was was well, you know, it's a car left out in the middle of the desert. Surely a bunch of kids could have come off, come along, and just you know shot it full of holes. Um, so yeah, I I thought that was uh, it was just brilliant all round, incredibly tense, and I really did think it could go at any moment in that scene. So I'm um, I'm interested to see where it ends up, and also it sounded like Nacho's going to Mexico with Lalo, um, because he sort of says, you know, tells Nacho we're going to Mexico, but not the original pickup site, and then actually says we've got a long drive ahead of us. Yeah. So it sounds like maybe he's going to get Nacho to drive him straight there, and I do wonder where that's going to end up as well. So. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, scary scenes nonetheless, and uh, just just really incredible tense stuff. There's also the, the I kept thinking as, as he's telling Jimmy over and over again, "Tell me the story, tell me the story." I kept thinking like, okay, he's got obviously this story in his head that he's got to tell Lalo. What about if he gets sewn? I mean, obviously he's nervous for his own life. He doesn't he doesn't know that he survives this this thing, even though that we know he doesn't know that he he's gonna survive. Yeah. Um, there's Kim that's in danger, there is himself that's in danger, and I was kind of wondering, like, as he's going to get more and more nervous, which we do see both of them get really nervous, there's no real sort of nerves from Lalo here, obviously he's got the upper hand with the gun and and everything else, and he's the one who's got to be impressed in this scene, or convinced in this scene, and just kind of kept thinking, like, if he, like, if Jimmy keeps looking at Kim or something, or, or something else happens, and Jimmy just gets more and more nervous, what about if he slips up on the second telling of the story, or the yeah, third, well that, third one, and then, like... That's it, clearly it, what Lalo's trying to do. It's the same yeah, technique that they will they will use when police are interrogating people, you know. Um, get them to tell the story repeatedly, and see what changes from telling to telling. And Jimmy, he's actually quite 
good at that. I mean, you know, he's he's training as Sol and he's training as you know, he's been very good at the way he was telling that and he was changing the story by embellishing it with more detail each time. Um so it actually seemed more truthful. It was it was actually quite masterful that he managed to keep his head together and do that without kind of adding bits in that was going to get into trouble. So um, I thought, yeah, that that was... I, you do have that fear that maybe he slips up and says something, but there was, you know, the the core of the story never changed. All he did was adding extra bits of detail. So, you know, I, I think... Uh, and then Kim eventually steps in with that amazing speech. So, I, yeah, I, I thought that was brilliant. And um, just a phenomenal way to end it and set things up really interestingly for the finale as well. So, Absolutely, yeah. Uh, that is the end of the episode. Quite a way to end the penultimate. It's the penultimate episode for the penultimate season. So uh, some big stuff yes. happening here. Uh, let's move on to some emails and feedback. If you'd like to get involved, of course, you've got one more week to do so uh, with the season finale next week. Uh, feel free to get those uh, thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever in. Uh, how nervous and scared were you for the final season? I imagine as nervous as, as everybody else. Uh, what do you think is going to happen to Kim and Nacho and the whole rest of the series? Uh, let me know those questions and thoughts and feelings and all that sort of thing. Uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's the contact page and information in your show notes. Kaylee. Uh, I thought this episode was phenomenal. It would be an actual crime if Ray Seahorn isn't uh, just nominated but wins the Emmy. Uh, I think it's time for her to win one. Yeah, uh, I, I believe Bob Odenkirk's won some. He's won something previously for it was either this or Breaking Bad, but I th- I'm pretty sure he's at least been nominated, if not won the Emmy. Obviously, we know that uh, Brian Cranston won before, didn't he? Uh, I think Aaron Paul won one of them. Obviously, yeah. the show I think probably won an Emmy in its final season if I remember rightly um, but I definitely think it's time to give the honours to uh, Ray Seahorn plus you're he, eventually going to run out of time to do that because you've only got one more yeah. season so uh, yeah Bob, Bob Odenkirk's never actually won for Better Call Saul or uh, not an Emmy anyway uh, he did he won a, um, a Screen Actors Guild Award for Breaking Bad okay um, for my outstanding performance in an ensemble he hasn't actually won an Emmy for um he's won Emmy for writing actually. Um huh. for Saturday Night Live and for for Ben Stiller's show. because uh, he wrote on both those shows, but he's never actually won an Emmy for um Better Call Saul. So yeah. Uh and he's he's been nominated for Golden Globe a few times as well and he's not won for that. So I mean Bob Bob Ovencoat does deserve to, to actually win a one at some point. Um but uh yeah it's did she definitely deserves to win as well? Yeah, um, they both do. So yeah, uh, and you got you got this season and next season to possibly do that. So uh, we shall see. But uh, yeah, saying it, you know it will be an actual crime. It uh, I think it would be a crime if she didn't win uh, something. So um, we shall see. Uh, of course, they never got the chance to give uh, Darcy Carton one for uh, Janet in the Good Place, which is another crime. Mm. But uh, yes, so there you go. Uh, Ian says, so how are we expecting next week to finish? Uh, Nacho, Lalo and Kim could all die, perhaps not in the same episode, but it's open. What do you think has been left for the final season and for this season? So he's asking us about, okay, which things do we think will be concluded well, next week for this season and what things could possibly be left for the actual final season? 
Uh, I mean, wrapping up the story, obviously, for next season. Wrapping up the Gene stuff. Let's not forget about all that. Uh, obviously, that might not yes. take a ton of time, but it is still something that's going to need to happen. Uh, you've got to wrap up what happens with... I, I don't know. I feel like... I think I've I've predicted this a bit earlier in the season. I think you could wrap up Kim or Nacho's story this season and the other one next season. Um, I, I'm kind of starting to think... Just, just you know, guessing based off this episode, I think Nachos is maybe going to be wrapped up next week, and Kim possibly in the final season. I could be wrong; could be the other way around. Maybe they're both next episode. Maybe they're both saved for the final season. Uh, you got Lalo to to wrap up as well. I do kind of think you have the opportunity to finish Nacho and Lalo's story at the same point, given they're both well, literally in the same vehicle as each other and going to the same place. Mm. Uh, I don't know what that necessarily look like looks like or what that means. Uh, but obviously Kim will be a bit separate from that now. Um, yeah, any thoughts? What, what do you think they're going to wrap up for this season and what do you think they're going to leave for uh, next season? I I think you could wrap up Lalo um, in the finale. That's certainly possible. I rather suspect Nacho and Kim are probably going to be there for the final season. But um, yeah, I, I think Kim definitely, I think you're probably going to keep for the final season. I mm. don't... Now, now that Lalo's... The, which was the big immediate threat now that he appears to have been separated from that. I, I think Kim is probably going to be around for the final, for, for at least some of the final season. Um, I, I think that's going to be the, the one of the, the big things next season. Nacho, yeah, like you say, I think could go either way, although I, I suspect he's probably going to be around. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it could be that you know Gus orders Nacho to turn on Lalo, possibly. Maybe you get something along those mm-hmm. lines. I I don't know. Um, yeah, it's 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 tricky. I I I can't quite. What I rather like about this is I can't quite see where the next episode is going to end things, which I love. You know, because yeah. sometimes it's fairly obvious where it's where a show is probably going, <laughs> um, and and that's not all the, necessarily always a bad thing. I mean, you know, things like Walking Dead. You know, we kind of knew where that was going to head, um, but it's yeah. The, with, with this, I, and yeah, that's still fine because yeah, we're excited to see it. Whereas with this, I really can't tell where the next episode is going to go and how they're going to end this season. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I I think I think that probably you're gonna have Kim and Nacho next season. Lolo, I'm I don't know. I'm I suspect they may end his story in the finale, but I can't see how exactly. Mm. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. Uh, I'm going to make a bit of a bolder prediction. Now, this is the Breaking Bad world, so most characters can die, all that sort of thing. I I sort of don't think Kim's going to die now. I think if you if you were going to kill Kim off in like a massive scene, I think this was the one to do it. I can't really think of a situation that gets engineered, or not engineered, a situation that gets created, unless it's with Gus or something, that leads to Kim getting killed. Because I, 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 outside of the cartel who who would kill her and now that you've had this tense scene with with Lalo done and he's left and he's gone unless Gus steps in for some reason and decides to to get rid of Kim 
which I don't really see happening. Again, I could be wrong, but I, I just think that if you if you were going to take the opportunity to kill Kim in some dramatic fashion, I think this was the episode to do that. And I can't think. I mean, I don't write the show or whatever. I haven't got I haven't got the brain of Vincent Peter, so <laughs> I mm. can't think of those situations necessarily. But I think in a high stakes, dramatic, intense situation, that was the one to do it. And uh, I'm very, very glad that she's still alive. I'm very, very happy that still she's still alive. I want her to survive the series. I want Notris to survive the series, but I don't want Lalo to survive the series. Yeah. Uh, obviously, because he's the villain of the show. Um, but I just kind of... Unless Gus specifically gets involved, because I don't think Notris is going to kill Kim for some reason either. Because um, other than that, which other cartel characters do you really have that would threaten Kim? Like, unless, unless someone says something to Gus... About like, oh, Kim knows about some of the situation. I don't see a reason that Kim's in danger necessarily. Uh, I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. There could be something else coming up that I have no idea about. But I think you've now put it in a situation where you're more likely to just have Kim leave Jimmy as opposed to her dying. Uh, I think her still leaving Jimmy is very, very likely because there could be a case. Something comes up. Maybe Jimmy crosses the line with something and she leaves. But I think if you cross over to Lalo and Nacho, where the, the, those two deaths are very likely because they're more obviously directed directly connected with with the cartel. Um, do you think I'm right with that? Maybe now that that threat is sort of gone, there's not really. I I, I disagree. I think they are going to end up killing off Kim at some point. Um, I, I I don't think it's going to be this next week but i do think they are going to end up killing off off kim at some point lala's an interesting one i've just just looked up the character on the the breaking bad wikipedia page um there is an interesting point that in season two of breaking bad Sol is kidnapped by walter and jesse and taken into the desert now and at that point Sol assumes that it's lalo who has abducted him um because his name comes up which means that uh, and then later in season four that we hear that like every other member of the salamanca is is dead so lalo has obviously died at some point but that would imply that during season two of breaking bad soul doesn't know that lalo is dead so w whenever they kill him off it's clearly done without soul's knowledge mm -hmm. um so they maybe do kill him off, but we don't know exactly how. So so that's something to kind of bear in mind moving forward. That's not to say, I mean, clearly he must have died at some point, if, because that has come up, you know, the, the fact that all the other Salamancas are dead comes up in Breaking Bad. But um, it's, it looks like Sol didn't know about Lala's death whenever he does die. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, Lala's clearly... I, I, you know, he's going to die at some point, and presumably we're going to see that at some point in Breaking Bad. But um, that that sort of adds an extra layer to it of discovering like what actually happens because Sol apparently doesn't know about it. So, mm -hmm. what what do you think could get Kim killed then? I, um, I think Gus possibly. I think Gus is a is a distinct possibility of because we they've been pushing this thing about the fact that um, Nacho you know he's got a gun to Nacho's um, family's head. I do wonder whether uh, Jimmy is now getting more involved with Mike and by extension Gus and whether 
Gus then takes things into his own hands and that gets Kim killed. It could be that Kim gets involved in something that she shouldn't because now she's more of a free agent. Um, you know, we, we said repeatedly that, you know, Kim is somebody that is, is kind of getting worse just by being in Jimmy's orbit. You know, yeah. she's making bad decisions just by being not because of Jimmy directly, but just by being in Jimmy's orbit that making her make that bad decisions. Um, so I yeah, I, I, I'm not entirely sure. I can't see how, but I do think that they're probably going to end up killing her. OK, um, we sure that, that would be my prediction, but we'll see. Yep, we'll see what happens. But uh there you go. Uh, Josh says, so I think this show is uh, better than Breaking Bad. That's a bold claim. Uh, it's more gripping at times. Bold than... statement. <laughs> uh, and even though it uh, has... Sorry, it's more gripping at times, even though it has the restrictions of a prequel, it still manages to make tension out of almost nothing, is her thoughts. Mm. Um, I mean, it's certainly one of the better prequels out there. Uh, you know, that one of the issues or blocks i suppose with the prequel is you know some characters are definitely going to live and some some uh, aren't um and that sort of thing um i don't think the show's better than breaking bad uh, one of the re- i think i've said this before probably on different podcasts but unless you haven't heard those or are new here or whatever the situation may be uh, one of the reasons i've thought, i've kept saying um i think breaking bad is the best show i've seen it's the most consistently good show i've seen and mm. it's the best paced best written well, best of just well everything. I don't need to go through and list every single thing, but yeah. acting, direct everything. But you can uh, most shows can make that statement of like, okay, we have great acting and directing and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I just I because I, I have seen Breaking Bad twice. I rarely rarely rewatch things because there's no time because there's too many new things and all that sort of stuff. But I have gone through Breaking Bad twice, and both points I I couldn't tell you an episode. Where I was like, oh, that's a bit slow, or that's a bit bad yeah. or whatever i never once felt like oh i'm waiting you're waiting for the story to kind of move forward because you're waiting to watch the episodes but i never felt like oh this show's taking too long or it's doing this or that wrong i felt gripped from the pilot right through to the end credits and i also think the pilot is the best one i've seen uh just the way it kind mm. of pushes the intro through to the show and that i think Better Call Saul is still an incredible show. Uh, it's still one of the best shows I've seen. I don't know about top five or top ten or whatever, but it's it's probably one of the be- it's probably one of the best prequels out there, um, to, to to be sure. But uh, I I don't think it's bre- better than Breaking Bad. I don't think well I don't think any show is as consistent as uh, Breaking Bad. You know I still love things like Walking Dead and Twenty Four and all that sort of stuff. But I've you know you, you can spot more issues with those shows. There's weak points with. Uh, Breaking Bad, things like some of the Maria story or the um, some of the stuff with some of the stuff with Hank and Marie isn't all that great. Um, so that's for me what stops it being kind of perfect. I don't think anything in the industry is perfect. No. Whether it would be a book, show, game, film, whatever, I think everything's got at least one flaw. And if something's got a flaw, it's therefore not perfect. So that's kind of my explanation of that. But uh, no, I still certainly think Better Call Saul's been been amazing, and certainly this season as well. And uh, it's great to be enjoying the show going into the final season next next season as well, and to see obviously how this season wraps up next week. But um, what do you think in terms of comparing this to Breaking Bad and other shows? Yeah, I mean, I I'm kind of with you. I think uh, Breaking Bad is uh, was consistently brilliant throughout. I think Better Call Saul has been pretty much consistently brilliant as well. Uh, 
overall, it's it's sort of difficult to judge at this point because we're still going through Better Call Saul. Sure. Uh, and yeah. Breaking Bad was a com- you know is now a completed thing, so um, you can look at that and go, well, that was incredibly well as an overall story. It 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 worked brilliantly. So I I think it's unfair to judge the pair of them until Better Call Saul has completely finished and we see how it wraps um but i i mean yeah i think they're both equally great shows though i think the writing's been superb on both i think the directing's been great on both um i would agree that breaking bad i think consistently was just on top of its game pretty much every single episode um as you say not everything is perfect but nothing ever is um there's there's it's very rare you get a perfect tv series if ever uh so but yeah it would certainly be in my it's got to be in my top probably three tv shows and i think better sort of course i was definitely in my top 10 so you know um i would have to think about that a bit more as, as to exactly what they would all be but uh but yes i it's certainly up there uh but i just don't think it's fair to compare them directly when you know one show's completely finished and you know how it ends whereas we don't know with better call Saul. but certainly i think this has been brilliantly written throughout and uh is is just a phenomenal piece of work and and it does it does do incredibly well as a prequel like as you say with the tension that they managed to ramp up particularly i mean you look at something like last week's episode where we knew both characters had to survive but it still managed to make it incredibly tense in in points in that episode as well and mm. uh wonderfully directed beautifully shot it's it's an inc- it was an incredible piece of work last episode episode uh i mean i thought this was brilliant on one of the best episodes of the series i i would still place the last episode as as being the pinnacle for this season so far though um just just overall for the the tension and the direction and uh, and the cinematography I, I thought was just amazing last week um and th- this i thought was brilliant as well particularly that final scene it was a f- phenomenal performance but um yeah, I, overall, I mean, it to say, I, I will wait and I will reserve judgment as to as to whether you could say one is better than the other until this is finished entirely as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, there you go. Nonetheless, both shows are excellent, and uh, we've enjoyed both of them so far, at mm. least. So there you go. Uh, we will be back, of course, next week for the series uh, fin- series finale. <laughs> Not there yet. The season finale. Sorry, I uh, jumped ahead a bit there. Um, yes. We'll be back next week for the season finale for the penultimate season, and then of course um, for the final season next year, possibly depending on how things how things go and all that. Right. Yes. Uh, how much have they filmed of the final season yet? Have they? Did they start? Any? I don't know if they've even started yet. So okay. um, it may have only been in pre-production. So it, it could be another kind of eighteen months, two-year wait for it. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. So possibly like end of next year or twenty twenty-two, possibly. Yeah. We shall see. But uh, that's what we've got for you for this penultimate episode for this season of uh, Better Call Saul. Like I said, if you want to write in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever, you've got one more week until this podcast goes off the air. I suppose, of course, we've still got other things that we're covering. Be sure to check those out on entertainmenttalk.org as well. But like I said, if you want to get in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, We'll consider everything you know we'll, we'll, we'll be fair and all that sort of stuff so if you've been hesitant to write throughout the season or whatever the case may be you've got the last chance and uh 
uh, please feel free to do so. It'll be great to uh, have more people get involved and all that sort of thing. Speaking of getting more people involved, which is a good segue, uh, you can help support the podcast and entertainment talk. Of course, we're on Patreon. Please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers. Amazon, uh, that's for review options and every podcast options. Amazon affiliate link. If you're shopping on Amazon, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, please rate, review, and subscribe to those. It helps us out as well. Uh, word of mouth, please tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Um, social media, of course, please share them on Facebook and Twitter and put them in different Facebook groups. Uh, before I move on to the Twitch and Mixer stuff, you can, of course, also find David on geektown.co.uk. Uh, you can also find Bex, Trustabytes, on Twitch and on YouTube. She's streaming, I think, twice a day or at least daily or quite often. Just just get subscribed to her on, uh, on Trustabytes on Twitch and uh, you'll be notified when she goes live. And you can check out that as well. But if you want to know if, when and where you're favorite tv shows are coming back update on the how this virus is affecting the industry and all that sort of stuff uh, or just for your general tv and film news geektown.co.uk david's got you covered over there with reliable and up-to-date information because uh, you still see clickbait all over the place but not on geektown and not on entertainment talk <laughs> and not on trust bites uh, none to be found on any of those so uh, yeah get your reliable up-to-date information on geektown.co.uk if you want that in weekly podcast format you can also do that as well if you subscribe to geektown radio uh, search for just Geek Town or Geek Town Radio on uh, podcast platforms. You can do that as well. That's on Tuesdays. You can get, of course, your weekly news in podcast format. Uh, and you can also, of course, find Geek Town Radio on geektown.co.uk. Uh, for streaming and things like that, um, got to do this in a new way because things have changed. So you can watch me, David, and Bex on Twitch. Uh, so Bex is Trusted Bytes, of course, and then me and David are on Twitch as well. For Mixer, if you want to see the FIFA streams, uh, with some fun stuff like that and also you want to watch uh, Robert you can watch those on Mixer I think I got all that right got to do a new <laughs> piece for that but uh, be sure to check those out as well just get subscribed to everything that we do and you'll be notified uh, for that stuff as well uh, of course social media uh, eTalk UK and Geek Town on Twitter and stuff like that as well and of course look out for Let's Play Sundays as well watch some of that um, amazing Moss gameplay uh, watch some of that as well but thank you all very much for listening we'll see you next week for the season finale Until then, uh, take care and all that sort of thing, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.